the way Kirk Cousins is having that offense click right now. Justin Jefferson's finally finding his hole. I mean, he finally got his two tutties last weekend. So, I mean, that Vikings offense is clicking. If that defense can just maybe get a couple turnovers like the Jets did to get that momentum, I can easily see the Vikings running away with this game. Because, I mean, the Jets the Jets sort of won the game with how many turnovers Mahomes was giving them. With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis with Chris Kameinhart in the sack house, ready to break down week five of this wonderful NFL season. Chris, already five weeks in. Needed to slow down though, man. That's how I'm feeling. But how are you feeling tonight? Yeah, I'm feeling good, Mark. I mean, crazy that it's already week five. Like, we wait a whole off season. Just looking at fucking articles of little things every now and then, and then now it's here and it's already blowing by. I mean, it feels like just the other day we saw A Rod tears Achilles. So yeah, it we, need to we slow need down. to. It does need to slow down. And uh, tonight, just me and you. Happy birthday, Luke! Celebrating his 29th birthday. The misses, you know, had reservations for him, so we can't blame him for that. You know, you got to make you know happy wife, happy life, right? Doc, he's got to make sure his boss is happy because. He's got work uh, reservations, so, you know, happy, happy boss, happy life, too. I know it doesn't rhyme, but if you don't have a happy boss, man, life is hell yeah. in the office. Yeah, I mean, just two sacks, four balls here in the sack house tonight, but, hey, we're going to still going to fucking bust these predictions out. We're going to give you all the knowledge. Probably don't listen to me. Probably listen to Luke's picks more. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I mean, even my wife is crushing me in picks this year, so, hey, it's a crazy year. Yeah, and – um, our sacks though, and our balls, I mean, we might not have 11 sacks like the Seahawks did Monday night, but damn sure our four, our two sacks feel like 11 sacks. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yes, sir. We're but getting yeah, those loads right out. Oh yeah. We're getting those loads out. Like I said, I feel like the Seahawks defense right now, we're just fucking handing them out left and right. Anyone can have it. You get a couple of persons, a couple people at a time if they want to, but let's jump right into it. Chris, you know, like you said, you mentioned Luke and spectacular week for Luke rule last week, 15 and one last Oof. week in picks only. Boys loss was the, yeah. Only loss was the Colts fell short in our time. He went 13 and three against the spread. Luke is 47 and 17 on the year straight up 43 and 21 against the spread. I went 11 and five with doc as well. I went eight, and eight against the spread doc went nine and seven against the spread. So my record and docs are tied at 40 and 24 for the season. I'm 34, both 34, 29 and one against the spread so me and doc are identical chris you had a decent week compared to normally you went 10 and 6 uh, straight up but you flipped that though you went 6 and 10 against the spread so 35 and 29 straight up and 26 37 and 1 against the spread so hey i'm above that 500 all that matters you know you're you're above that 500 you know you gave yourself some room luke though just killing it so I guess I'll lead it off tonight, which is probably the only time I lead off while we're in in here with just the two of us, I guess, since there's no Luke and Doc yeah, to pick back off him. But let's start off week one. I'm sorry, game one of the week. Thursday night football on Amazon. Run it back from last year's game. The Chicago Bears traveling to the Washington Commanders. Five and a half point favorites for the Commanders. The Bears are coming off that ugly loss. Chris, 28-7 to the Denver Broncos. The Commanders. 
that fucking close win. I'm sorry, close loss in overtime to the Eagles, 34-31. And, yeah, I just think that the Commanders are the better team. I think they have a pretty good defense. I know it didn't show last week, but, hey, that's the Eagles. The Eagles are – we expect to be a good offense this year. They look like they found the rhythm last week against the Commanders. But I think Sam Howell's playing good ball. I think he's starting to target Terry McLaurin. I need that. I just made a big trade for him in my or my fantasy league, our fantasy league. So I need him to start getting those targets. I think Brian Robinson's playing good football. The O-line a little shaky for the Commanders, but the Bears defense also isn't the best. So the O-line might look like a damn good offensive line this week. And like I said, the defense is going to get Justin Fields. I want to see Fields try and continue this momentum he had. I know he struggled in the second half, but I do think the commanders are going to pull it off. Chris, I have it 27 to 21 commanders. Yeah, Mark. I mean, like you were talking about fantasy real quick. I mean, week five, hey, this started by weeks. I mean, you had the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, Bucks, all on buys. So, I mean, us fan- fantasy managers, we're, we're looking for some, we're looking for some people to spill our, fill our spots. You know, I made that big trade too, man. Terry, exactly. I got Terry McLaurin, Alexander Madison, and Raheem Mostert. I had to give up my guy, Stephon Diggs, but only guy that would trade me, and I needed running backs. Sucks yeah, I mean, Diggs, but. I hope you're at least making 50% of his wins when he wins this 100%. league, so <laughs> we'll see. I mean, yeah, I look, needed, but... <laughs> needed a move there. needed a move. Yeah. Hey, I mean, what now? One and three? One and three? So, I mean, you had to make something. And both years something. I've made trades. I've been to the championship, won one last year, unfortunately, like I said. DeMar Hamlin side to die on me didn't give me a chance. So we'll see now. Yeah. I mean, both these teams coming off fucking heartbreaking losses. I mean, the Bears way ahead up on the Broncos and then just just choke at the very end. I mean, Fields was playing lights out, four touchdowns, one interception. You couldn't ask more for him. And I mean, going into that game seeing it, I was like, man, the, like the Bears might turn this around. Fields is gaining confidence. He's getting DJ Moore involved. The running back over there is getting involved. But then they fucking lose. So, I mean, is that even going to help them this week? And then the commanders, I mean, going into overtime, Ron Rivera, just an idiot, like should have went for two right afterwards. And then his excuse today about, oh, my guys were tired. We couldn't go for two. Get the fuck out of here, dude. That's a Come on Ron, now, dude. I, Ron always I, goes for it. <laughs> bro, like, like no, no shit. Your guys are tired, but like, Y'all just drove the whole field on the Eagles defense. They're tired too. Like, do you think your team's better than the Eagles going into overtime? Should have went for two there. Glad they didn't, because I mean I picked the Eagles and Survivor. So I mean, bless up for for River Riverboat Ron covering my ass there. But like, I just we need to see what fields and this offense can do. I know they had it clicking, but we need to see what they can do against a defense that isn't the Denver Broncos, you know? Those boys are looking like Bishop Sycamore out there. So Bears defense, though, second most passing yards in the NFC leading through four weeks right now. So I think Sam Howell is going to have a hell of a fucking game. And, I mean, I have it close. I have have the Bears covering the spread, but I do have Commanders 27-24. Yeah, and Luke's got Commanders 24-17. Just he has the commanders covering the spread, and he's got and Doc's got the commanders 21 17. So, me, you, and Doc, we think the Bears actually, no, I have the commanders uh, under the spread or covering their spread. So, yeah, so I guess me and Luke are for the commanders bigger than you and Doc are. So, all in the commanders, though, all four riding with uh, the DC team. Yeah, I think the Bears defense just gains a little bit of confidence. So, I mean, yeah, I, I just, think. If, Commanders if the, just loaded on defense too, so that's why I'm leaning. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I can see that. 6.5 is just a hard, hard spread right there. Well, it's five, five and a half. I think it, I think it changed. Did it change? Yeah. It five, did change. Five. 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 Yeah, it did yeah, change. Five. But moving on, though, let's let's get to across the pond again. Run it back for Jacksonville. This time they're the designated away team, but they're, they've been there, so they've, they've been there for a, a little while. They will be ho- or playing against the Buffalo Bills, coming off that 48-20 to victory over the Red Hot Dolphins. No Tredavious White, like we mentioned last night. He's suffered a torn Achilles, so he'll be out. We'll see if Jordan Poirier will be back. He missed last week. He was questionable. He possibly was a, a almost a game-time decision, essentially, but – Chris, the Bills are five and a half point favorites. The Jags are two and two. The Bills are three and one. I think that the Buffalo Bills usually get tested by the they they usually get tested by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I I will say that no matter how bad the Jaguars are, they just seem to play the Bills tough. Don't know what it is. There's just those teams that it happens. I mean, you always have a weakness out there. But I think that we what we're seeing with Josh Allen this offense, it's it's for real. Uh, Josh Allen is being a lot uh, more protective of the ball. He literally was 21-25 last week for 300-plus yards. I think that he's starting to figure out the touch again, not trying to make dumb dumb plays out there. He's trusting his weapons. His defense is one of the top defenses in the league. I just think he feeds off that. I think it's going to go across the pond. They're going to win 31-24. I think Josh Allen's going to have a big game. I do expect Trevor Lawrence and Kyrie Lee to play a little better. I, I understand the Bills' defense is good. But then being a week out there in London – might catch the Bills' defense a little off guard just because of the jet lag. So I expect the Jaguars to keep a little close on their offensive end. But I got Bills by seven. Yeah, I mean, how fucking unfair is it that, like, the Jags are there in London chilling for, like, ten days, you know? Like, their bodies are rested. Their bodies are accustomed to the time change. And then you have the Bills coming off a big one against the Dolphins, dominated the Dolphins on just both sides of the ball, being able to control a team that drops 70 points, college numbers, on the Denver Broncos and then come in and only drop 20-something. I mean, phenomenal on both sides of the ball. So, I mean, I I have the Bills winning. I mean, we finally get a big scoring game in London. I think they usually send sucky teams over over the pond. So, I mean, we finally get we finally get a good matchup. I do think I do think the Jags do stay competitive in it in the beginning of the game, but towards then the Bills pull off. I have Bills 34-24, winning by 10. But like you yeah, said, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's balling out, and I'm pretty sure Von Miller's coming back this game. Yeah, he was on the pup list, so it's gonna it's it's questionable if he's gonna keep if he's gonna try and push through it. I mean, do they need him at the moment? I don't know. I mean, but like you said, it could be a good game, maybe get a snap count in there for Von Miller. Would love to see Von Miller back. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Literally, always all over the place, it seems like. But Doc agrees with you, Chris. Two-score game for him, too. He's got the Bills 31-17. to Me and Luke have the same identical score, 31-24. to So we expect the Bills to cover the spread. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good game to wake up to, unlike last week when I had to watch my Falcons look like shit uh, in London. So, I mean, I watched but- it. The Toy Story version. So I mean, I was pretty fucking lit, you know. I had a buddy, uh, real quick. He he was trying to watch the Toy Story version. His kids saw it, and they made him put Toy Story on the TV. They had to watch it on his phone. I'm assuming. So tough life out there, man. I think I think they need to make the chain gang the Slinky Dog in real life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how were the refs in that game? Do they look good? I mean, do they actually look like they were NFL refs? Do they even have I, refs? I I'm gonna be honest. I watched the first drive for both teams and then I couldn't do it anymore. And the first drive for the Falcons 
like half the time it was just on the announcers because they had like they had an interruption. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, it looked dumb to me, but yeah, um, great for the kids. Speaking of the, yeah, great for the kids. Speaking of the Falcons, though, the next game will be the Atlanta Falcons hosting the red hot Houston Texans. Somehow Atlanta is two point favorites in the dome, the Mercedes Benz dome stadium. So I am going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I know this is me picking with my heart a little bit here, but I did have us going two and two to start the season, had us getting every game right so far. I didn't expect Houston to also be this good, but not saying this is a good reason why, but Desmond Ritter is undefeated at home in the professional level and the collegiate level. I do think he has a little bit of a bounce back game. I know that um, D'Amico Ryans has the Texans playing great ball out there on the defensive end and the offensive end. Like I said, we were raving about CJ Stroud last night. I mean, one of our clips today on TikTok was CJ Stroud. He even made our, our cover for our episode last night. So I expect Tank Dell and Nico Collins and Robert Woods and CJ Stroud to have a pretty decent game. But I expect the Atlanta Falcons to be run heavy, get set the play action for Ritter. I think Ritter gets a bounce back game keeps his job secure going on the road the next week, and then that will be another topic conversation when he loses the following week on the road. But this week I have Atlanta, B. John Robinson, Drake London, and maybe a little hint or a little sprinkle of Kyle Pitts getting involved. And our defense is really good. I mean, we'll only get up just a little over 19 points a game on the defensive end. So I like <clears throat> I like what we're cooking out there. I have the Falcons 24-20 in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I was going back and forth with this game. I mean, I think the Falcons are going to come home and they're going to play lights out. I think it's just, I mean, so many weapons, like, on that offense, like Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I mean, but, like, Desmond Ritter behind center just can't get it done. I think C.J. Stroud, he's been cooking in the kitchen. I mean, playing probably lights out than anybody ever thought he was going to play. And I think I think the Texans are going to pull away. And I think Desmond Ritter, I mean, he hasn't proved it yet. And until he does prove it in the passing game, I just can't. I, I don't think he's going to be able to hang with the offense that the Texans are playing with right now. The Falcons did exploit a rookie quarterback week one, though. So I do think it's going to be close. But I do have Texans 24-17. The thing is, our defense is very physical. They they put the pressure on. I mean, our our defense coordinator is a former uh, co coordinator out of the Saints. We brought him over. So, I mean, you know how it is. He, he loves the pressure. He did it with the Saints as well. So, I, I like I like what our defense is doing. I, I think it's going to cause maybe a little bit of confusion for C.J. Stroud. He might even get his first turnover this game. I'm expecting maybe an interception from maybe Jesse Bates. You know, he's tied for the league in interceptions at at three. So. I expect Jesse Bates and, and AJ Trell and the boys out there potentially get to them. Maybe call some looks like Batum, like we did with, like I said, Bryce Young. I think this could be potentially a game of the week, too. Very sneaky game of the week. Yeah. I mean, if, if the Falcons defense can contain CJ Stroud, Nico Collins, all those wide receivers out there and keep it close for the Falcons to dominate the run game, then, I mean, the Falcons are going to run away with it right now. And Luke has the Texans 24-17, and Doc has the Texans 28-19. So I'm alone. I'm alone on the, the Falcons. That's right where I want to be. I want to have my dirty birds out there by themselves on a little island, and we'll see what we can do. Luke's but next such a game, copycat. Yeah, he, he is. He's copied trying mine to, and to, yours. Yeah, trying to take my shit. <laughs> Moving on to a game that's split even. Uh, there will be a spread probably when it gets closer. But right now, 
where it's just picking straight up. So, I mean, if you win, you win the spread too or lose the spread. The Tennessee Titans traveling to the Indianapolis Colts, both. Well, Titans coming off a big win against the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Colts coming off a heartbreaking loss in overtime as they came back. AR's first game back. Had a good second half. I expect that to carry on to this week against the Tennessee Titans. They do play a good defense out there. So I'm thinking AR might struggle a little bit, but I think that AR is going to find his way in the second half. He's going to get the team ball, and we're going to see if JT is going to be a go this week. I know he's practicing, so he'll have his running back. That's huge if Jonathan Taylor's healthy and he's not on a pitch count. And let's say he is balling. Play action is going to be set up good. This sets up Michael Pittman, you know, Alex Pierce, Josh Downs, the boys out there. The Colts defense is playing good ball too. I know they struggled a little bit in the first half against the, the Rams. But I expect AR to cause confusion for this defense with his legs and potentially Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm counting on him playing. It looks like he's going to play. Didn't think he would neither. I thought he was going to be, you know, sitting and sitting out from this year unless he got traded. But I have this game potentially going down to the wire with a game-winning field goal. And that was Colts 23, Tennessee Titans 20. I have the Colts by three. Okay, yeah. I mean, the the Titans are so hard right now to pick. Like, what Tannehill are we going to get? Like, week one, struggle against the Saints. Then week two, come out with the Chargers, dominated that game. Week three, got destroyed by the fucking Browns. And then week four, diced up the Bengals secondary. So it's like... Tannehill's just so inconsistent right now. It's so hard to pick them. I mean, but I, I have to roll with Mike Vrabel and what he's going to be able to do defensively to game plan for them. I mean, the Titans defense really isn't a joke. And then you still have Derrick Henry. I mean, he showed this past weekend what he can do. He's still fucking dominant. He's still King Henry. And I think the Colts are going to struggle against that. I mean, AR, like you said, he's been playing lights out. These game, He's been making these games close. And JT, I think if he does come back, he definitely is going to be on a snap count. But I agree. I think this game is going to be close. I have Titans 20-17. Yeah, Doc's with you. He's got 24-21 Titans. And Luke's with me, 23-21. So, I mean, you you and Doc think that the Titans and Texans will be in first place after um, after this week and first place at 3-2. and two. So, I mean, I have the Colts by themselves at three and two at, at the end of this after this week. But yeah, I think it's going to be a sneaky good game. Defense will probably run this game. It's just the way it's going to be. But Luke, Luke picked, Luke picked the Colts. He did 23, 21. Oh, I fucking changed my pick to the Colts then. <laughs> yeah. You got to make up games somehow. You got to go a little different every now and then you're a little ways behind. So, but moving on to a game that I, this is the hardest game I had to pick this week. I literally had it blank until about – and I was eating dinner, and then I started writing my scores down for this game. The New Orleans Saints traveling to Foxborough to face the New England Patriots. Both teams coming off uh, ugly loss. The Saints got destroyed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dome, and then they went. Uh, the Patriots went to Jerry's World and lost big time to the Cowboys. The Patriots are favored by one and a half, probably because it's in uh, New England. I just think both these offenses are lost right now. I haven't seen any confidence at all with the, the Saints offense, which I, I felt like they were going to be a lot better. I expected the Patriots to struggle this year on the offensive end. I didn't care if Bill O'Brien got there or not, but this defense is really good. I mean, Christian Gonzalez, though, and no Matthew Judon, that's going to be key for this game. I think that maybe will help Chris Olave or Michael Thomas, whoever decides they want to break out. I think it's going to be an ugly scoring game. I have the Saints I – ha, I have – the Patriots scoring more touchdowns, but the Saints winning because they kick a shitload of field goals this week. 
I have the Saints 19 to 17 over the New England Patriots and an ugly win for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, the over-under right now is 40 points. If I was you, I'd fucking just throw my money at the under. Because both of these teams, I mean, there's three teams right now in the NFL, and these are two of the three teams that have not scored more than 20 points yet in a game. And the third team's the Raiders. So the Saints, Patriots, and Raiders haven't scored more than 20 points. So, I mean, I I would take the under. Uh, the Patriots do lose some key pieces on the defense, but, I mean, you could see the Saints couldn't capitalize it um, this past weekend with the Bucks secondary. I mean, Pete Carmichael, I mean, Dennis Allen came out today and already said that Pete Carmichael knows that he's under fire, he's under criticism. They say that it's going to turn around. I, I'm not fucking – I'm not believing it until it actually fucking happens. I think Belichick's going to be able to scheme a defense to stop the shitty Saints offense right now. I think Derek Carr, I don't know if he's still fully, like, I don't know if he was playing injured, but there was a lot of checkdowns last week. But I think the defense is going to stop the Saints offense, and that's going to make the Saints defense struggle late in the game like it has been against the Packers and the Bucks last week. I have the Patriots 20-13. Man, and it hurts my soul. And it even hurts worse that you're the only one on the Patriots, too. Doc has the Saints 23-16. Luke has the Saints 20-17. So you are alone against your own team. It's different. I'm, I'm alone with my team. You're alone against your team. So you have New England, you know, going to two and three, and you guys going to two and three as well. So Hey, this is this is the one I hope I lose then. I hope I lose this one. Yeah, that's that's big, man. I, I was about to write down Saints, but I think I didn't have to cross it out. Yeah, I, I think that might be, along with the Jets-Broncos, which we'll talk about, probably the ugliest game of the week. But um, oh, it, It's going to be a bad game. I mean, yeah. I'm going to fucking watch it, but oh, yeah, you it's going to be a bad team. game. But moving on to Luke's team, the Baltimore Ravens, as they are three-and-a-half-point favorites traveling to the Steel City, Pittsburgh Steelers, we're not sure. I, it sounds like Kenny Pickett's a go. He said he could have came back in uh, last week. It seems like, oops, excuse me, it's just a bone bruise for Kenny Pickett. I was kind of hoping Mitch Trubisky might get in. I could throw Allen Robinson in, but in my dynasty league because they have chemistry. But uh, no, Chris, I, I think that even with the injuries the Ravens have, I know they have some guys coming and going every single week. I expect this team to get it going. The Steelers' defense does not look like the Steelers' defense. Yes, they get sacks. But they still give a lot of yards and a lot of points. And I'm just not sold on Pittsburgh this year. I don't care if it's Trubisky. I don't care if it's Kenny Pickett. I know Mike Tomlin's pissed off. He says things got to change. They are two and two. They are, they're, you know, they're trying to stay afloat in the AFC North. But I think the Ravens take it this game. I think Lamar Jackson finds some more uh, confidence with Tom Todd Muckin. We're going to see OBJ's questionable come back. I think Mark Andrews has another good game. They seem like they give points to the tight ends. Uh, out there against Pittsburgh. So I expect Mark Andrews to have a big, big game this week. Suze Flowers can get involved. I expect the Ravens to win 31-23. to The Steelers do keep it close because of the rivalry. It doesn't matter usually who's out there. They play each other tight usually every single week. So I'm going to go Ravens 31-23. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers are in the same, the same position the Saints are in right now. Horrible fucking offensive coordinators. I mean, Matt Canada, like fucking – when Antonio Brown's tweeting – during the game that your offensive coordinator shit 
then your offensive coordinator might be shit. You know, every Steelers like, fan hates him. Yeah, like honestly, I think I saw a stat. Don't quote me because it could be a little wrong, but like if they're in shotgun, they're throwing it eighty percent of the time, and then if they're under center, they're like running it eighty something percent of the time. Also, like their offense is so predictable right now. It's just like you said, no matter who starts, if it's Pickett, Trubisky. I don't think the Steelers are going to have the offense to win this game. I mean, historically, Lamar has not played the Steelers well, and the Steelers historically has played at home very well. I don't, I can't put Mike Tomlin on blame here. I mean, maybe because he's keeping Mike Canada around, but I mean, it's a division game. I think it's going to be close, but I think the Ravens are going to win 2013. 20 to 13. That's back to back 2013s for you. Um, Luke has 28-17, of course, for his team, the Ravens. Doc has the Ravens 28-20. So, me, you, and Doc have it within one score. Uh, all of us have the Ravens covering the spread. So, we expect the Ravens to be in first place of the AFC North when it's all said and done at 4-1. and one. So, yep. moving on, Chris, to potentially my survivor pick of the week because I got lucky the Chiefs got helped out by those refs. The Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young traveling to Motor City, Detroit to face the Detroit Lions, who are nine and a half point favorites. And you know what? I'm riding that wave. I think the Lions cover. I'm going to say it now. They will cover that nine and a half points. I think Jared Goff, I think we're going to see the return of possibly Jamison Williams this week. How much does he get involved in the offense? Going to be key. Well, maybe they'll help out Reynolds and Amon Ron St. Brown. We have Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, a nice little one-two punch. Sam Laporta, my Iowa fucking uh, farm boy out there. Love what he's doing out there for the Lions. Aiden Hutchinson has got the defense rolling. They're playing on all cylinders. So I have the Lions winning this game 27-17. Feel bad for Bryce Young because Aiden Hutchinson and the crew are going to be coming for him this week. So, I mean, Detroit's coming off a mini bye. I mean, they, they had a game Thursday against Green Bay. Got a dominant win there. They're um, so I mean they're they're well rested. Bryce Young's not as looking as good as I thought he would look like by this time in the season. He's still st- still struggling out there, but can't blame him. I mean he's out there throwing to fucking Adam Thielen, Miles Sandal- Sanders as a running back. That he just doesn't have the weapons that they need right now, and I don't think they're going to get it soon. I mean they gave a first round to Chicago, so they're holding that. They could they could have some Ohio wide receivers or wide receiver out there but so i mean i do think the lines win i have them going 31 21 right now man so yeah we're all big on the lines luke has the lions 24 13 doc has the lions 27 13 so we expect detroit to keep rolling motor city dan campbell mcdc you gotta love the guy too they're playing hard for him it looks like so we expect the lions to run over the panthers this game the battle the battle of the cats the jungle cats will go to the lions this week yeah, great survivor pick too, by the way, Mark. Yeah, it was either that or the Miami Dolphins, which that's uh, the game we're going to talk about now. The New York Giants coming off an ugly loss on Monday Night Football. They allowed 11 sacks to the Seahawks, are traveling to the Miami Dolphins, who are 11-point favorites. And I expect the Miami Dolphins, Chris, to come off pissed off, come out here with vengeance on their mind. I think I feel bad for the Giants, honestly, right here, because I, I do think – that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wall are both going to have over 100 yards and a touchdown each. I expect two to have a big game. I expect the Giants to score a little bit because the Dolphins' defense does have some weakness weaknesses. But 
I expect too much offense for the Giants or for the Dolphins to uh, for the Giants to keep up with. I have it 34-20, two touchdown win for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I do think I do think the Dolphins did get a little exposed last week with the Bills. I think the Bills put it on the map of like the game plan on how to shut the Dolphins down, but the Giants do not have the guys to do what the Bills did last week. The Giants team is a complete mess right now. I do think Saquon Barkley is possibly coming back this week. Could be wrong. It's still it's still Tuesday. So I mean, we'll know more later in the week, but that it doesn't fucking matter if Saquon comes back or not. That's not going to help them. I mean, not I would have Miami by fucking 40 right now. Brian DeBall, dude, he needs to just do better. I mean, Danny Dimes out there, not playing great at all, but you can't go in your post-game press conference and just fucking ride your quarterback. And he's calling the plays right now, and it's he's not helping. Your offensive line is fucking trash. And you're having Danny Dimes drop back and not even give him like a hot route short dump off. You're having all your wide receivers run deep. And you don't have the offensive line to do that. He's getting fucking ate up. So, I mean, I think Miami's going to feast again. And like you said, they're coming off a hot loss. So, I have Miami 38-17. And the 17 points are going to be fucking trash time points. (laughs) Yeah, Luke's got Miami 31 to 13 and Doc has 33 to 24. So I think we're all sold. Miami Dolphins, this could be a survivor pick for a lot of we have 15 people left. Man, I can see eight, seven, seven, eight. Doesn't matter which way you want to talk about going for the Dolphins in line. So I think those are the two lock of the weeks for most people. Moving on to a game that Luke mentioned could be an upset game of the week for him. I know I had it blank for a little bit too. I was a little more confident picking this game than the Saints Patriots game. But the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a, a ugly loss to the Tennessee Titans or three point favorites on the road to the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs is playing good football. I just think that this is going to be a bounce back game for Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. If this is not the game that he bounces back, then I might not pick the Bengals the rest of the year because, and that's no hate towards the Cardinals, but this is one of their easier games they have coming up. And we don't know if T Higgins is going to be a go. I know he said it's all about if he's in pain and what the tolerance he can deal with, with his ribs, Jamar Chase hopefully can break out. Joe Mixon needs to, to get together. The defense needs to keep the game close for this offense. I do think it's going to be a little lower scoring. It's going to be 24-20 Bengals. I have the Bengals by four. But the Bengals got to find some offense now or they're done for the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think we can write the Cardinals off right now. I mean, every team they've played so far, they've they've been in a competitive place i mean 20 to 16 i mean that was a loss with the commanders the giants game they they should have fucking won that game dallas big win there and i know i know they did kind of get 35 16 to the niners but i mean they were in it by like until halftime and i mean you're going against the niners so you can't really blame them on that one but like you said joshua dobbs he's playing great he's playing good enough to where they're still sitting kyler murray right now they're not rushing him back out. So Cincinnati, I mean, I we talked about it a lot yesterday on the pod. Like, if if Joe Burrow is hurt, you, you got to sit him. I mean, there's just so much mystery surrounding Joe Burrow. He doesn't look natural in the pocket. He doesn't look like what he was before. He doesn't look like that Super Bowl quarterback when he brought the Bengals a couple years ago. It's just so hard to pick Cincinnati right now. 
But I'm gonna roll with the fucking Bengals once again. If they if they hurt me, this is it. This is it. But I have it 24-20. And Doc is with us. He's got the Bengals 21-19. Luke did say this is his potential uh, upset of the week, and that's where he's going with. He's going with the home team, Arizona Cardinals, 24 to 21. So he's got it where the Bengals fall to one and three or one and four on the season. And the Cardinals will be two and three on the season. This is just this is just such a must win from the Bengals franchise right now. Like they have to win this game. Yes, because like we said, so their upcoming schedule up to Arizona, you know, they have to their host the Seattle Seahawks. That's still a pretty tough game. And then, yes, you you do have a bye week, but then you got to go to the 49ers. You got to host the Bills, host the Texans, go to the Ravens, host the Steelers, go to the Jaguars, you know, Colts and all that, vice versa. So they have a pretty big schedule coming up, and they need to win now. It's must win right now for this week. Yeah, and they're already so behind because they had, what, two or three division games already? Two, the Ravens and Ravens and the Browns. The Browns. Lost both. They're yeah. only two in the division. Yeah, so, I mean, they're already behind in division games. So. Yeah, they, ha- they have to start winning now. It, you have to. But moving on to the beginning of the 4 o'clock window games, the Philadelphia Eagles, four-and-a-half-point favorites coming off that overtime win against the Washington Commanders, traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. They're coming off an overtime win as well against the Indianapolis Colts. I <clears throat> excuse me. I think this is going to be a closer game. Cooper Cup is potentially going to play, so we're going to see what role he has with Puka Nakua. You also have Tutu Atwell. I think that Tutu Atwell's role will diminish a little bit just because it's Cooper Cup. I think Nakua, yeah, he might get touches taken away too, but not at a big, you know, like volume of touches compared to what Tutu is going to probably lose. And I think with Cooper Cup back there, this is also going to set up Kyron Williams a lot more than we've already seen because now you can't stack the box. You're going to force the the other teams to respect Matthew Stafford and the, the weapons they have there with Higby still at the tight end position. But I do think the Eagles are ta- more talented um, than the Rams. I think their defense is still pretty good. And the offense seems like they're finding their little mojo after last week. So I'm going to go Eagles 30 to 24. I think AJ Brown, maybe we see a third big game in a row from him. He's been hot since him and Jalen Hurts had that quote unquote conversation on the sideline on Monday night football. So I'm going the Eagles by six. Yeah. I mean, both teams coming off an overtime win. I mean, they both, they both struggled, honestly. I mean, the Eagles though, I mean, I think they, they don't look like what we saw last year. I mean, the defense last year racked up 70 sacks on the season, third most in a single season for the NFL. I mean, that defense last year with, lights out i think the offense like you said though it is it's slowly getting what it used to be back i just don't think the pass rush has been as good as it was i think the secondary took a huge step back i mean the eagles right now have surrendered nine touchdowns that's the third worst right now in the nfl you know who the other two are the bears and the broncos you don't you do not want to be in a group where the bears and the broncos are with you so when yeah. people say the Eagles defense is not as bad as it was, I mean, they're surrendering points. I mean, the secondary is definitely struggling and they're about to struggle with a new Matthew Stafford. I mean, I know going into the season, we talked about Matthew Stafford's only weapon was Cooper cup. 
Well, Cooper Cup went out, and guess who arrived? Puka fucking Noka. Whatever. 39 catches. Yeah, 39 catches. Leads the NFL right now. Also, record break for receptions through four games. I mean, he's playing lights fucking out right now. Stafford, he's playing phenomenal, averaging a 370 passing yards per game, second behind Tua. So I think I think this is a trap game. And I think it's going to be a trap game for the Eagles. I have the Rams winning 27-24 right now. I don't think the Eagles' defense is going to be able to control what the Rams have. I think it's going to be a close game. But I think I think the Rams the Rams squeeze this one out. Yeah, that'd be big. Chris, you are the lone guy on the Rams. Doc has the Eagles 27-23. Luke has the Eagles 28-24. So it could be a home upset. I mean, I do think it's going to be close. I think the Rams were going to be in that situation where they can win this game. So we'll see. And Kyrie Williams, like we didn't you didn't mention him. Five touchdowns through four games, averaging a TD a game. Yeah, he's 240-something yards a game on the ground. So they have weapons there, young weapons. We'll see what Safford does with this this young core. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles just haven't – they just haven't looked dominant like they did last year. I mean, struggling against New England, only one by five points there, 34-28 to 28 against the Vikings. I mean, the biggest win right now is 25-11 to 11 against Tampa Bay. And like Luke mentioned last night, Mike Evans dropped a couple big passes there. He dropped that touchdown in the end zone. And then, I mean, having to go to overtime with Washington, the Eagles just haven't looked as dominant as they are. No, I agree. I'm not sold on the Eagles. We were talking about it in a chat today. I think I have the Eagles probably ranked around three or four for best teams in the league at the moment. I think Buffalo, yeah, they're one loss, but I think Buffalo is no worse than number two. And you could make the argument they're number one just because – They've played a little better competition than the Niners have. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with the Niners. The Bills doesn't matter. But I think Eagles still top five team. But, yeah, they took a little step back. And those coordinators, like you said, too, start the season, that's big. Shane Steichen's got AR uh, playing pretty good. And Hurts looks like he, he fell off just a little bit without Steichen. Yep. But moving on to a game that we were hoping Aaron Rodgers is going to be here for this because of Sean Payton running his fucking trap against uh, about Nathaniel Hackett. And karma's a bitch, Sean, because right now you both only have one win on the season. You're one in three. I do. I understand you have Russell Wilson playing a lot better ball this year than Nathaniel Hackett did. But the Denver Broncos, two-point favorites hosting the New York Jets. The Jets coming off that, you know, emotional loss. Everyone's all after the refs, wants to fucking rip the refs a new one. The Broncos coming back against the Bears down 28-7. So, Something's got to give here. Someone's going to get to the second win, and I think that Zach Wilson's going to build a little bit of confidence off that win. Don't think he's going to look amazing, but I think he's going to play a similar game to what he did last week against the Chiefs. I think he'll get Garrett Wilson and Alan Lazard involved. I do expect maybe a little bit of uh, Brees Hall to get involved as well. Tyler Coughlin looked like he was uh, becoming a little role, having a little bit of role for the tight end group. The Jets' defense is pretty good. I think the Broncos' defense is going to look good because they're playing against Zach Wilson, but. I think the Jets come here inspired after that game, try and make a comeback. I know the rumor is Aaron Rodgers is going to try and be there for the end of the season if they're in the race still. So I expect the Jets to win this game 20-16, to 16, just by four points, a little lower scoring game, but I have the Jets winning. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the toss-up games. I mean, I think both of these teams are coming in confident. I mean, Bron- Broncos had a huge fourth-quarter comeback 
started in the third, but I mean they came back. I know it was against the Brown or the Bears, but I mean, hey, to start getting some offensive rhythm going, that's huge for Russell Wilson and that offense right now that's been struggling. I think the Jets, like you said, I I believe in I know we shit on um the boy over there. God damn, can't even think of his name right now. Which Wilson? Russell's <laughs> Zach Wilson. I couldn't think of his first name. Um, but I mean, I I'm starting to believe in Zach Wilson. I think he he got his confidence back during that Chiefs game. And you you could see it. You could see it. He started throwing throws that he didn't normally throw, and they were leading. I mean, I wish the Jets would have won that game. It would have been huge for the Jets franchise, would have built Sala some time. Because, I mean, I'm sure Saul has been struggling with criticism about, hey, Zach Wilson's our man, Zach Wilson's our man, and then he goes out and plays like shit. So I think think Zach Wilson's going to come out with some confidence. His teammates are bolstering him up at the end of the game, saying, hey, we believe in him, which big change up 180 degrees from when they're like, hey, we need to get another quarterback in here. So I I I think the Jets are going to come out with a little bit more just because of that defense. That defense is still nasty, and I think if Zach Wilson can at least do a couple drives offensively, that's productive. That defense is going to eat. So I believe the Jets win twenty sixteen. Man, same score as me, huh? I copied you, but um. No, and maybe Aaron Rodgers should just show up to the game. It seems like he inspires the offense a little more. I think, I honestly, I think him being in the building, it just helps our confidence. Like, he keeps everyone relaxed. He's out there. I mean, and and what everyone said about Green Bay, about him not being a leader, I, I just see something completely different with this Jets team. He's a fucking leader with, with the team. He's out there on the, the, the sideline before the game, giving them, you know, fucking speeches, giving them, like, prep pep talks. So I think Aaron Rodgers is the leader that maybe he was just a bad situation. Maybe he was just tired of Green Bay. He was throwing Mike McCarthy on the bus. Maybe he's just ready for a divorce there. So I, I like what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And also shame on Rodney Harrison too, Chris. We're trying to get Chris Jones. Oh, yeah. Jesus fucking dog shit on Zach Wilson, which we all agree. But still, like, you know you don't do that in the NFL. Not as a professional analyst. You can't no, do anal- that. Analyst is okay for him to say Zach Wilson's not good. You give your opinions, but don't get don't try and bait Chris Jones in there a couple times to say something stupid, especially off the game Zach Wilson just played. Like Zach Wilson, like I know it wasn't a phenomenal game, but I mean having better stats than Patrick Mahomes, like you can't shit on him after that game. I think I think Donna Kelsey in the stands, I think that helped Zach Wilson out. I think that gave him some confidence. But I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know if you saw. A Rod um, moving on the sideline pregame, but he was moving pretty fucking good. It almost looked like he didn't even need the crutches. And well, he says he's trying to get back. I mean, I know Cam Akers got back early for his Achilles, but Chris, you mentioned Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is the only QB ever in college or the NFL to have fewer interceptions and more completions, passing yards, and touchdown passes in a game against Patrick Mahomes. So. It's a very good stat to say that you did outperform Mahomes in all categories. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what was in Mahomes' head, but he was playing. He's playing like shit. And if I'm one to say, let's never fucking let Colin Collinsworth fucking do anything with Patrick Mahomes ever again. 
because that game was fucking terrible to listen to. I mean, they were just annoying because they were trying to quote Taylor Swift shit. They were trying to like give us updates on that. And and Mahomes Mahomes does have a couple bad games a year. Maybe this is one of the bad games they did escape with a win. So maybe it was just the New York spotlight. You know, all all the stars were in attendance. So could have been there it were too. Maybe all just, the stars. Yeah, bigger than the Super Bowl. It seemed like they they, they fucked the way they hyped that game up. So. Uh, but moving on, Mahomes, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs five-point favorites heading out to the north, the Minnesota Vikings, you know, coming off, I think, an ugly win against the Panthers. I expect this game to be close just because I still don't have to think of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Hopefully, I mean, I'm, I don't hate that Taylor Swift's there, but give me one week of her just not showing up because I'm just tired of every time I hear the Chiefs. And I don't give a shit if she's there. Like, good for her. If her and Travis are doing their thing, that's good. Let her be there. But – I just want to hear about the, the game. You know, I don't care about who's at the game. I know they used to do it with Tom Brady when Giselle was there. They would always show Giselle in the, uh, the, the box watching her husband play. So I get it. It's just, you know, enough's enough. Like, to let, her, let her be a fan. But expect the Chiefs, though, here to, to come out strong. Chris, 27-20. I do think the offense finds some rhythm again, but I'm still questionable on this offense. Don't know what to think with the Chiefs. Kelsey needs to wake up. The receivers. They're, they're doing better since that week one game against the Lions, but they need to get better as well. Pacheco was hot last week. Hopefully he keeps it going. Well, actually, he needs to stop this week. I'm playing against him in our our uh, fantasy league this week, so I need him to actually cool down. But uh, the defense is playing, on, is playing pretty good. The Vikings defense is playing pretty good as well. So I expect this game to be close. Give me the Chiefs, though, 27-20. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a very close game. I almost I almost wanted to go Vikings to upset the Chiefs, and you know what? I wouldn't be fucking surprised if the Vikings do upset the Chiefs. Like, would not be surprised. I mean, the way Kirk Cousins is having that offense click right now, Justin Jefferson's finally finding his hole. I mean, he finally got his two tutties last weekend. So, I mean, that Vikings offense is clicking. If that defense can just maybe get – a couple turnovers like the Jets did to get that momentum. I can easily see the Vikings running away with this game. Cause I mean, the Jets, the Jets sort of won the game with how many turnovers Mahomes was giving them. But I mean, like you, Mark, I like, I, I love what Taylor's doing for the NFL. I mean, bringing spotlight to the NFL. It's great, but like, don't fucking show me her every touchdown, you know? Like, I yeah. get it. She's there. Show me the beginning of the game. But, like, after the Chiefs get a touchdown, don't show me her every time. Like, we're done. We're week two of her being at a game. So, if she comes to this game, hey, it is what it is, you know? But. <laughs> I just don't see her going to Minnesota. I don't see her going to Minnesota. I get it. They were on the road. But New York's New York. And then, obviously, they were home for Kansas City. So, maybe she takes the week off for this one. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. I mean, Travis Kelsey might need it because he didn't play too too hot last game. But like you said, Pacheco was fucking – he was running angry back at his hometown. Like, he looked like a man that was mad about something. I don't know what he was mad about, <laughs> but he was running angry. So, oh, yeah, I mean, they, they're going to they're gonna need that, and it, they're going to need it the rest of the season. Because I – like you, Mark, I still have – very big question marks about this Chiefs offense. But I do have the Chiefs winning 31-24, but I could see the Vikings upsetting this. 
Yeah, and Doc has 24-19 to the Chiefs, and Luke has 34-31. So we're all on the same page that it's going to be a close game. We didn't say last game for the Doc and, and Luke. Doc has Broncos, the lone guy on the Broncos, 23-16. Oh, Luke, shit. Luke has 24-17 Jets. So Doc's with Doc Russell. Believes. Yeah, he believes with Russell Wilson. But, yeah, we're all believing the Chiefs are going to win this game. Close game, though. And I would not be shocked, Chris, like you said, if they get a couple turnovers, it could flip the game. The Vikings offense is better than the, the Jets, so I can see the Vikings may pull away if they can get some turnovers. I would say the Vikings have a better offense than the Chiefs right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can see that too. I mean, better weapons for sure, Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson. I know they didn't really target Addison last week, but Addison's still a solid number two and KJ Osborne, but Madison looked decent too last week. But Chris, going and Cam on, Cam should get a real Cam Akers should get his first real, real game this week. Yeah, he can he can chill for a little bit. But game of the week right here, Sunday night football, the Dallas Cowboys are traveling to the team that's knocked them out of the playoffs the last two seasons, the San Francisco 49ers, who are four point favorites at home in Santa Clara, California, just outside San Francisco. I do think this is going to be a close game. I think that the defenses are going to get up some points rather than, like, no, they're not used to. Um, I think Dak might be at times lost because of Nick Bosa and the great secondary that the Niners have, good linebacker core as well uh, with Fred Warner and the boys. I do think Brock Purdy's playing pretty good ball right now. I will say he's not he's not just a game manager. He's looking pretty good. I know he doesn't have 300-plus yards a game, but you don't need to. Not with the MVP Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Not with Debo Samuel out there and Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Everyone's going to eat. Everyone, And he's even getting uh, Bell, a seventh-round pick, another seventh-round pick for the Niners involved. So I think that the Niners right now are playing good football. You can argue that the number two team. You can definitely make the argument they're number one. They're, so they're up there with the Bills. I think that they keep their streak going. Like, like we said last night, I have them winning this game 31-24. I think it's going to be closer than what probably – a lot of uh, non-Cowboy fans thinks. But I do think that the Cowboys keep it close. Run the ball. Micah Parsons, that's going to be the key. See if you can force McCaffrey to the ground. But give me the Niners by seven. Yeah, I mean, I think, Mark, your first your first mistake was you need to put Brandon Ayuk first and then Debo Samuel. Because Brandon Ayuk has came out and said, hey, I'm the number one on this team. He's looking he's good, been yeah. playing. He's been playing lights out. I mean, this this is – this is a great matchup. I'm excited for it. I'm glad it's Sunday night football. I mean, this is two teams that we're going to see play each other again in the postseason for sure. I mean, nobody has shown that they can stop the 49ers offense yet. They they haven't scored less than 30 points in four weeks yet. If there's one person that can do it, it's going to be Dan Quinn. I mean, he knows how to scheme Kyle Shanahan's offense. I mean, they're, they're buddies since being on the Falcons for two seasons over the 15, 16 years. So well, Dan I mean, Quinn was his head coach. Yeah. Shanahan yeah. Was the assistant. Yep. So, I mean, if there's somebody there that can scheme against Shanahan's offense, it's going to be Dan Quinn. And there's only been one game since Brock Purdy's been healthy that he's been held under 20 points. And that one game was last year's division game against Dallas, which Purdy threw for zero touchdowns. And Christian McCaffrey was held for under 60 total yards. They they schemed it to shut Christian McCaffrey down. Christian McCaffrey right now averaging 150 total yards per game. Literally, 
crazy numbers right now. MVP, like you said. I mean, Dallas right now, even though they're 0-2 against um, the Niners since Dan Quinn's been D.C. over there, the 49ers have only averaged 21 points against Dallas. So, I mean, their offense is going to struggle, which supports like what you said, Mark. This is going to be a very close game. But the way that I'm leaning is I Dallas's offense just hasn't shown me yet that they can step up, step up in a big way and win this game. So, I mean, I'm going to have to go 49ers 27-21. Dak's going to make some mistakes. Dak's going to throw some interceptions in the end zone like he did against Arizona. And Niners are going to win this game. Doc has the Niners 24-23. It's a very close game for him. And then Luke 31-28, Niners. Obviously, he's got them undefeated this year. So, we are all on the Niners within one score. Hopefully, primetime has a good game this week. And the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Revenge game as the Green Bay Packers, two-point favorites, traveling to Las Vegas to face Devontae Adams, the former Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Jimmy G should be back there. Um, he missed last week with a concussion. They're playing Monday night, so extra week off. I think that the Packers are the better team with Jimmy G, without Jimmy G. Bring back Derek Carr. I don't care who the quarterback is. I just think that the, the Packers are the better team. Packers defense is playing pretty good ball. I know they had a, a sluggish or a sloppish game against the Lions, but besides that game, their defense has been pretty solid this year. I think Jordan Love is going to have a decent game. I think that Christian Watson didn't have a big game last week in his return, so I expect him and Aaron Jones to get involved now. We have Romeo Dobbs out there. Uh, we're going to see if Luke Musgrave will be back. Like I said, the defense is coming out. I expect Devontae Adams to show out, though. I expect him to have a big game for you, for you fantasy owners. Playing against his former team, you know the Raiders are going to try and get this guy to ball, the ball. And Josh Jacobs had a very big game. He's been tre trending upwards the last couple weeks, so look out for him as well. But I have the Green Bay Packers winning 27-23 in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, hey, this is, this is a very big game, right? You have the Kelsey brothers. You have the Watt brothers. You have the Bosa brothers, right? This is going to be a duel of the kicking brothers. You got Daniel Carlson kicking for the Raiders. And you got and Andres Carlson kicking for the Packers. Okay, huge fucking, huge competition right now. Which kicker's better? We'll see. I mean, both of them are playing lights out right now. The Packers, to me right now, same issue as the Titans. Jordan Love is just very, very inconsistent right now to me. I mean, played great against Chicago. Played great the beginning, or played great in the beginning of the Falcons game, and then the Falcons came back. Played very shitty against the Saints in the beginning, and then fourth quarter when Derek Carr went out, then came back. And then Detroit, he just, I don't know if it was all the hype he was getting, but he just did not look like him, honestly. And then, so, and then if Jimmy, Jimmy G, I mean, he should be back. He was out all last week with concussion, so he should be back. I just, I just can't trust McDaniel's, dude. He's a he should coach. be, yeah, he should be fucking fired. I feel bad for Mark Davis over there at in his own stadium getting yelled at by his fans to fire McDaniel's. I don't know if you saw that viral video of fans yelling it. at him. That shit was hilarious. And shame, and on, it's like and shame on Mark Davis for not going harder after Jim Harbaugh a couple years ago and then settling for Josh McDaniels because Harbaugh said no. I guarantee if you would offer him a lot more money, he probably would have came there and been a better choice than 
McDaniels. Yeah. I mean, McDaniels is just, if he's the head coach, I'm not picking the Raiders. I have Green Bay. I think it is going to be a close game, though. I have Green Bay 22-19. 22-19, yeah. Battle of the kickers for sure there. It looks like Car- the older Carlson brother, will have, or I'm sorry, the younger Carlson brother will have the better game. The but rookie. Do- yeah, the rookie, yeah. Doc has 23-17 Packers, and Luke has the Packers 24-17. So, once again, we're all in a close game Monday night football. Hey, if that's the case, we might see – well, even the Thursday night game, we all had that pretty pretty decent scoring game. So all three uh, primetime games hopefully are going to be good this week as they're the standalone games. Not as much firepower this week, Chris, for games. But, hey, some good games out there for sure we're going to be looking forward to. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely some shitty shitty games this week. But, I mean, hey, we got, we got blessed with a great Sunday night football. I mean, Thursday night football, back in action with a shitty fucking matchup. I don't know what – I don't know what Amazon has to do. Like me and Paige were talking about it a little earlier. Like, I don't know what they like. I don't know if you should watch it and like they give away like a $5 Amazon gift card or like something to like, just get people to view. But like these matchups are terrible Thursday night football. So following this one, you have Broncos at the chiefs. I mean, chiefs are there, but the Broncos are shit. Week seven, Jaguars at Saints. We were expecting both teams to be better. So, I mean, before the Maybe. season, I, yeah, I like the hype. Week eight, though, Bucks Bills. If the Bills are pl- or the Bucks are playing good ball by then, that could be a good primetime game. But yeah, then I expect the Bills to just fucking stomp them through the, the fucking ground, essentially. So, but yeah, Thursday night's always been no one likes Thursday night games either because usually the offenses struggle too, just because of that. It's a short week. Yeah, very. I mean, teams week, so. teams normally don't practice until Wednesday, so I mean, if you play Sunday night or Sunday, you gotta like pretty much practice Monday. You know, well, yeah, hard yeah, on the body. Really, it's gonna be like lighter practices. You don't really do much that week besides film and some walkthroughs. Yeah. But yeah, Thursday night games have always been a talking point. But yeah, some big games. I know we're gonna talk college tomorrow. Big weekend for me. Texas plays uh, Oklahoma, Red River Rivalry. Can't wait to break that down tomorrow night in our show. So I have a big weekend of football. I mean, like I said, Texas and Oklahoma, big one of the biggest rivalries in college sports. And then hopefully Atlanta can get back in the win column. Hopefully the Saints can too, my man. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, only because I want Luke to be wrong, but I still would like for the whole NFC South to lose if possible. But – it just doesn't seem that Tampa well, Tampa won't have a chance to lose on a bye week. So, but yeah, that's week five's a preview and score predictions. So, like I said, shout out to you, Doc. Hopefully, uh, you had a good little uh, work function tonight, Luke. Hopefully, the missus took care of you on your birthday. Enjoy your last year in the twenties, my friend. Thirties creeping, creeping next year. So, creeping for man. all of us. Yeah, I'm a little over a year away for that. But Luke is officially a year away until he's 30 years old. Actually, less because it's East Coast time. It's midnight right now. So, yeah. Yep. But Chris, can't wait to get back here tomorrow, talk some collegiate sports, talk some NCAA, and some fantasy starts and sits. So, some XFL, some some other shit too. Baseball playoffs started today. You know, the Phillies won uh, their first game. The The Brewers came – I'm sorry, the Dimebacks came down 3-0 and won their game. The Rangers won, and so did the Minnesota Twins. First time in 18, uh, I think, games I saw 
that they won a preseason game. Yeah, they had a losing streak of 18 straight, finally won a postseason game since 2004. So congrats to the Twins out there. Go Twinnies. Yeah, WNBA is about to start their finals between the Aces and Liberty. Big breakdown next tomorrow, so make sure you listen in. You have the Aces going back-to-back? The Aces going back-to-back. Yeah, I mean, it's Battle of Las Vegas and New York, man. So the WNBA is going to be happy with whoever wins that game. Two fucking big media markets out there. Hey, man, go back-to-back. You can go, uh, you know, the Aces, or you can go which – Plum out there, that's Darren Waller's wife, if you didn't know. Uh, yes, Kelsey sir. Plum. And then you have Sabrina out there from New York. And then the MVP, I think, is also in New York as well. So, hey, good luck to, to you uh, you gals out there. Hopefully, we, we just see a good, like, you know, full, full game series. Not sure how many games are played in WNBA for the finals. But hopefully, it goes all the way to the wire. Go New York. Go New York. Yeah, but hey, that's Chris Kaminehart. I'm Mark Davis. We'll get Nick and Doc, or Doc and Luke back here. This is All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.